0: Welcome to the Unbecoming Podcast, where you can join me, Stephanie Baronowski, in an authentic, personal perspective of my expat journey and my many travel adventures. Grab a beverage of your choice, set yourself up in a cozy environment, and be prepared to be inspired. Each episode, I open up my personal narrative of what it's like to unbecome everything you once were in order to become everything you were meant to be. Let's dive in, head first, eyes closed, and a strong cup of faith. August 12th, 2022, Pineapple, my first dance class at a studio called Pineapple, which is world known, if you've never heard of it, it is one of the biggest dance studios in London, and it's located in Covent Garden, which is the central part of the creative of London. When you show up in Covent Garden, you can expect small theatres everywhere. You can expect dance studios. There's art everywhere. There will there, there's some small shopping. There's some cute cafes, but that's all over London as well. But there's a, a home, a sense of home in the creative aspect in Covent Garden. And most creatives end up hanging out in Covent Garden. Most creatives go there for acting classes or dance classes or anything creative-based. So there is the London Acting School right in uh, Covent Garden, right next to Pineapple, actually. And so when I came to the studio at Pineapple, it felt like home right away within the area. I had a co-worker at Lululemon who took classes at Pineapple regularly. He was a dancer. He was an actual dancer that performed on stage. He performs in the show Cats, or that's what he's doing right now. He's on tour doing Cats. And I had the pleasure of meeting this beautiful soul and talking about dance and learning from him. And he introduced me to this studio pineapple he said yeah i go there this is where i take classes it's you know you just pay drop-in fees so you don't have to register for like a you know a, a seasonal session or anything like that it's kind of very casual but there's some really really great teachers there great this is where i needed to be i needed to find a hobby in london i needed to to find something that would fulfill my soul because so far in london i had just spent my time kind of traveling around the city." And kind of getting to know the city, getting to know public transportation, but I hadn't yet found my hobby, something I did outside of work, something I did that was completely mine, that I can get creative in. And anybody who knows me knows that I am a very much a creative person. In fact, I'm so creative that one of my, um, not my advisor, but one of my mentor teachers in my last practicum, she had me come to her phys ed class and teach a class. And she said, why don't you create a class of some sort to teach to the kids? And, you know, maybe we can apply it to a couple different classes. And I came up with coming up with this giant hopscotch game that was in the shape of a heart. And not only did the kids have to go through the hopscotch game, but there was many different areas and stations along the hopscotch game. And it went along with this really cool board game that I had posted on the wall. So every time a student went through the hopscotch game, they got a heart that they got to put on the board game that moved them all the way along from start to finish along the board game that I had created. So not only did I create this hopscotch game, But I created centers and I created a board game all together. My mentor teacher was impressed. She said to me, Stephanie, the reason why you're going to succeed in education as a teacher is because you are so creative. And we need more teachers that are creative like you. That's how the kids are going to learn That's how the kids are going to learn and absorb the information that you're teaching them is when you can find ways to pique their interest and drive their creativity through your creativity. She said to me, she's like, keep being you no matter what, keep being you, keep being creative because you are going to make an amazing teacher in the future. And it got me thinking about my own experiences growing up and it got me thinking about Well, how did I develop into being such a creative individual? Like, how did I get here? How did I get here to the point where I have this love for arts and I love being creative, whether it's creative in my physical body through dance or creative with words, with writing or creative visually by taking photos or, you know, even creative entrepreneurial like with creating a podcast and, you know, various other things that I do. How did I get to this point? And and why? Why am I like this? Why do I have this creative brain? And I think back to my school years and I realized that the school I was in, I was very, very fortunate to be in the school I was in. Not only was it a French school, but the school was a little bit ahead of its time in the sense that They really allowed us to dive into our creativity. Anytime they can bring paints or projects that we could do or coloring or podge, or whatever it was, it was a very hands-on school that I went to where all we did was create. And I remember, I, I don't remember how I learned how to write. I don't remember how I learned how to do math. I don't remember how I learned how to spell the words that I spell. And I don't really remember how I learned both English and French growing up in school. But I do remember the moments of creativity in school. I remember doing those cool projects where our teacher said, Okay, here's a bunch of rubbish. Now create an instrument. You can create drums. You can create a guitar. You can create uh, cymbals. You can create whatever kind of instrument. You're going to get together with your group. You're going to make a band. And you're going to create an instrument with your band. And everybody has to create a different instrument. You have to talk amongst yourselves to create an instrument with all this rubbish. And the rubbish included like old tissue boxes and paper rolls and... You know, stuff that had been, you know, cartons, whatever, that were no longer useful because, you know, they were done with. But the teacher brought in all this stuff and got us to think about our creativity. Those were the moments in life that I remember, and I, I remember learning the most. So when I dive into these creative expressions, it's a way for me to learn. Learn about myself predominantly. So, I went to this pineapple class and I joined this um, commercial jazz class. It was the very first class that I attended. And it was huge. There must have been about 25 to 30 people in this room, in this dance space, which I have never seen a dance class that big before. Classroom sizes? Yes. Dance spaces with adults? Never. It was huge. There was a lot of lot of students and I realized very fast that I needed to practice and keep up. I had been out of shape because I hadn't really done anything other than walk everywhere in London. So I was a little out of shape and I realized I could really benefit from yoga stretching. But I did it and I endured it anyways. And I loved every minute of it, every challenging part of it, every moment I was off cue or off beat. I loved it because I realized this is what I needed to grow in, in my own body. I had been out of dance for a little while and I needed to grow in this. This is my next challenge for myself within myself as a hobby. But it also got me thinking about how... I'm coming home to myself and the things that I love. And and even though it's as challenging as it is of a class, I'm coming home to myself to doing something creative, a creative expression in my body that makes me feel good, that that makes me feel home-like, that I found a little bit of home within London, within myself. And so from the very first class, the challenge did not discourage me. In fact, it, it encouraged me to go to dance more often, to perfect some of my skills, and to dive into different dance classes with different teachers to learn and to grow. And I think that's the most important thing in life is to be open to growth and learning. You don't just stop when school stops. You don't just stop learning because you got that job that you really wanted, Growth is a continuous part through life and it's so important to be open to growth and to be open to learning and to be open to receiving what other people can give to you. If you're not open, you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to remain stuck and it's going to feel very anxiety driven and it's going to feel like you're hitting a brick wall. Well, when you're open you're open to new experiences new ways of people teaching new ways of um, thinking new ways of growth something magical happens on the inside and so i was going to these classes and i realized very fast that these teachers taught a very very different way warm-ups were very different than in canada I had kind of become accustomed to way, the way that dance teachers taught warm-ups because it was generally pretty homogenized. Each teacher was leaning learning off of each other, and so it became very homogenized. Well, my eyes were very open coming to these dance classes and realizing that these teachers come from all different places around the world, and they very much have performed in a lot of different Uh, ways and for a lot of different productions and so they've learned from other people as well and so they're taking their experiences and they're bringing them into these dance classes and I'm absorbing all of this how cool is this these teachers that have actually performed on stage and are highly advanced in their career in the performing arts and in dance and I get to learn from them how cool is that I get to learn from them and dive even deeper into my creative expression So going to Pineapple became the highlight of my day. I would schedule dance classes either before or after my work at Lululemon. And it would give me this like rush of energy, this rush of accomplishment, and this rush of purpose, and this rush of I I feel comfortable here in London. Because not only have I now landed my job at Lululemon, I feel a little bit stable financially. I feel stable in my job situation. I feel like I have good people around me. But I also found something that I love and something to grow in, in the creative aspect. And that was what was missing when I first moved to London is I needed to dive back into my creative center because creativity to me is everything. It's what gives me joy. It's what gives me peace. And I truly am, when I'm the most creative, I am in a state of flow. And I'm not sure if you've ever heard of a state of flow before, but state of flow is this feeling where you're so enthralled in what you're doing. You're living completely in the moment to the point where you, you don't even think about time or eating or drinking. You're just in the moment, living in the moment, and you're so absorbed in it. It's this delicate balance of being good at something but being challenged at it at the same time and it's this wonderful experience and that's what i find with create creating whether i'm creating within dance or creating within photography or creating this podcast or creating with writing whatever it is that i'm doing that i'm creating i find myself diving into this state of flow which brings me the utmost peace and happiness and being in the moment and so that is exactly what i needed was I needed to be creative. And so going to these dance classes was so uplifting to me. No matter where I was in my situation, living situation, or being upset about not being at home and missing my friends and my family and my dog, the moment I went to that dance class was the moment that one hour of dance took me into myself and out of my busy brain and I, all of a sudden my life transformed and I was living, eating, breathing in the present moment and feeling so joyful and so happy. And then of course because you're building those endorphins through physical movement, The happiness stayed with me as I went along through the rest of my day. When I went into work, I felt this like insane amount of happiness that I would bring to the atmosphere. And at the end of work, I was looking forward to going to this dance class and then I would go home feeling so accomplished, feeling so good about myself. So going to these dance classes was so cool. Middle of Covent Garden and... Here I am in this creative part of the city, which I found to be one of my favorite parts of the city that I discovered because I felt like myself. I didn't feel like I needed to be anybody else. I didn't feel like I needed to showcase myself in a certain way. I felt coming to this part of the city felt like I was with myself and I was with my people. I had found my tribe in a way. What's ironic actually about... Being in Covent Garden, I would regularly go walk into the Lululemon in Covent Garden and all of a sudden I'm making friends with the employees because I go into there often to go shopping just because it's so convenient. But like-minded people attract like-minded people. Not only was I resonating with these people because they worked at Lululemon and you know we shared that experience, but also I resonated with these people because they were living, eating, breathing, and working in Covent Garden on the daily basis for their work and so I felt like there's a sense of well I can relate to these people and I found a new friend she's from Vancouver um, who had just moved to London months just before me and uh, lovely lovely girl she now has gone back home to Vancouver which bless her soul I totally understand and uh, you know Vancouver is a very be- beautiful city and Her journey in London, you know, ended and she needed to continue her journey moving forward and back in her home city of Vancouver. That happens a lot in the expat life, is you see people come and go. Um, But it was so nice, it was so cool to meet people that I felt like were my tribe. That I felt like, you know, I didn't, I could just be myself and I didn't have to, you know showcase anything, you know what kind of car I drove or my hair or you know how much money I had or didn't have in my bank account or because very much back at home in, in Winnipeg is, it's like that and I don't know why because it's such a small city but it's very much like that. it's you know very much your the type of car you drive is a status symbol. Well in London there's no status symbols. You are who you are and you present yourself as yourself. And that's when you really attract the people that are supposed to be in your life. I still go to pineapple classes. I'm now diving into acting classes as well. Creating this podcast, I created an ambitions planner, a journal. My creativity doesn't stop here. And in fact, I've had more time and space to be the most creative I've ever been in my life. And not just being creative just for myself, but being creative with my work to help influence other people or to help inspire other people or to, to share it with others. And I think this is the most beautiful time that I've ever been in my creativity, where I'm fully immersed in my, my creativity to the point where I, have, I feel like I have something to offer that can benefit others. And I'm growing more and more into myself. And the more I grow into myself, the more I create this creative work for others. And I think this is my most beautiful, most purposeful time with creating. Really, truly is. And I couldn't be happier. I thought about this the other day. Why am I happy in London I'm far away from my friends and family who I miss dearly. I'm far away from my dog, although I know he's safe with my mom. I'm far away from the comfort of my city that I grew up in. I don't live in my most ideal living situation. I love my flat, but, you know, I do miss living at home in Canada. You know, I, I don't have a vehicle anymore take public transportation everywhere so it takes a little bit longer to get everywhere am I in my most ideal career choice no I think that could be upgraded as well but I'm happy why am I happy why is it that every day I wake up feeling joy and feeling good and feeling happy and I've discovered it's because I'm creating That's my happy place. I'm creating. I'm grounded where I am in my flat. I have a good sense of peace when I'm at home. And I have space like I've never had before to create. Even with my schedule all over the place as it is, I have like four or five jobs. I'm happy I'm happy in my creative center creating all these things that I can give to others and creating in a sense so that I can dive deeper into my my internal world and really pull out those past traumas and wounds to heal And I think the more that I create, the more that I'm learning and growing within myself and understanding the world around me. And I'm healing all of that past trauma as I create. And I get to share it with everybody. And that is the biggest blessing. Because what is a creation without being able to share it? When we're kids, and we draw our first picture, and we're so excited, and it's you know, maybe a bunch of stick figures of our family, and you know, maybe our our house, and our dog or our cat. we bring it up to our mom or our dad or someone who's important to us, and we say, "Hey, look, look at my picture. Look how amazing it is." And then you hopefully you have the support of your, Whoever you bring it to and they're like wow that is amazing tell me more about it what is this picture and you get really excited and you're like well that's my mom that's my dad you know that's my my dog or my cat and this is my house do you see all my windows and my picture of my house and to us as adults we look at it as scribbles right stick figures and scribbles but to a kid to a child it's It's the best thing in the world that, you know, they get to showcase their creativity. Look at all the colors I used. I used my favorite color blue or I used my favorite color green. They get very excited. Not only do they feel good about creating whatever it is that they created, but they want to share it. And it feels good for them to share it. And then hopefully mom or dad takes the photo and they're like, yeah, let's put this on the fridge. And then they get all excited and they're like, yay, you know, my photo went on the fridge. And everybody who comes into the house, they get excited. Look at my photo. Look at, look at what I drew. You know, and then they get to showcase it even more. That's how it feels. That's how it feels for me when I dive into my creative center is not only am I creating for the love of creating, but I get to share it. And that's the best part of it. My challenge to you is what makes you dive into your state of flow? Is it something creative or not creative? And then think about it a little bit deeply. And if it's not creative on the outside, what is creative about it? And how does it feel to be working on that and creating and being in that state of flow? What is it exactly that brings you to that state of flow where you lose track of time? You're so enthralled in it. It's equally satisfyingly good because it tunes into what you're good at, but also challenging at the same time. Something that gives you that delicate balance to find flow state that brings you joy. What is it? And can you find yourself in a state of flow this week? Can you go back to that whatever it is and do that at some point in this week and just notice? Notice how time falls away from you. Notice how it makes you feel. Notice the moment just notice no judgments just notice so that's my challenge what is it what is it that brings you to a state of flow when you go to that place the state of flow is that something that you want to share or do you just keep it to yourself and why or why not as always Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Unbecoming podcast. It is such a blessing to have you as listeners tuning in every week. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. That way you get updates on new episodes that get released. And uh, as always, I'm always open to your feedback, your comments, you know, your conversation. It's so lovely to have that open dialogue with you. And... uh, Till next week, take care. Have an amazing week ahead.